Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Glad you're with us today on Cover Your Assets KC. Got a great podcast lined up for you. We're going to be talking about inflation. And uh, I think this is just going to be something that a lot of people are asking about and will continue to ask about in the near future. So David's going to break down some great information for us today. Walter Shorholt here with you alongside David Dickens, President and Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors, serving you in Kansas City with an office in Overland Park. And you can find us online at Cover Your Assets KC. Dot com. David, great to be with you today. How you been? Pretty good. We're busting into August with a you know, full head of steam. I'm looking forward to, I mean, football season seems like it's right around the corner. So lots to look forward to. And, and it's been a pretty good summer here in Kansas City. How I was on vacation end? last week and then saw that the Hall of Fame game was on one of the nights that we were on vacation. I was like, oh my goodness, that you know what that <laughs> means. Football's only a short couple of weeks around the corner. Yep, the countdown is on. So I know that Hope you are excited for another City. season. Yeah, three Super Bowl appearances in a row would be incredibly rare. I think it's happened twice, so everybody here in Kansas City is thinking that would be a good thing. Fingers are crossed, absolutely. Well, we'll have plenty of time to talk football as we get further into the fall. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see what ticket prices look like uh, oh. for those who want to attend games this year. Will they be victims of inflation as well. We're going to explore, maybe not so much the football topic, but we're going to explore that topic on today's show. Inflation, is it here to stay? How big of a deal is it? What can we learn from some of the latest numbers? These are all sorts of questions that I have, David, but why this topic today? Is this something you're getting lots of questions about? Well, so yeah, uh, I had a uh, one meeting just earlier in this week in my office where it was a big topic of conversation and well first of all so transitory all we're really trying to figure out there is is this going to last is this going to be existing for a long time or is it only going to be around for a short period of time and we have some reversion to where prices used to be and so the reason it's important is well first of all it's important because it costs people more every time they leave their house to go to the grocery store or the gas pump way more if they're trying to buy a new or a used car But the other reason it's super important to me as a money manager is that it is really, really important to the Federal Reserve Bank. And Jay Powell, the the chairman of the Federal Reserve Bank, has been really explicit on a regular base saying he believes that this is transitory. He he gives uh, House and Senate testimonies regularly throughout the year, and he continues to say that he thinks this is transitory. And so why does that matter? Well, well, the Federal Reserve has a dual mandate. One is maximum employment, and the second is price stability. And so if this inflation bump that we're seeing here is not transitory, in other words, if it looks like it's going to be sticky, well, then the Federal Reserve is going to need to raise interest rates soon. And that almost always causes trouble in the stock market and the economy. So it's really important that they get that right. And what we're going to talk about today is, is there anything that that we can glean from the monthly data that comes out uh, that would help us in structuring our portfolios and getting our inflation expectations right? Is that monthly data, that's the the CPI, that consumer price index? What's the latest numbers in that starting to tell us? Yep, so that's exactly right. Bureau of Labor Statistics puts that out every month. And the ones that came out on July 13th were the June numbers. And 
you know, on the face of them, they were pretty startling. So, for instance, month over month change in the consumer price index that was up up 0.9% in June versus up 0.6% in May. If you look at a year over year change, that was 5.4% from this June versus last June. And then what a lot of the talking heads on TV want to say is, well, sure, 5.4%, which is way above the Fed's 2% target. But if you extrapolate June's number, 0.9% over the next 12 months, well, that's 11% inflation. Well, that's an awesome little, that's that's (laughs) not good, but it's also an awesome little screaming headline, which is about what that's good for is just eyeballs and, and clickbait. So anyway, but, but that's what we're looking at is what is that measure telling us? And is there a chance that we come off of that 5.4% over the last year and go back to something which we're much more used to, which is one and a half or two or two and a half percent. So that's really the crux of what we're going to talk about in this podcast. So how do you do that, though? I mean, how do you look at those numbers and then decide, okay, these are temporary changes or, wow, these are big permanent increases that we're seeing? Yeah, so when you dig into the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, there are 153 different products that compose the CPI. 75% of them on a year-over-year basis are up less than the average. And 28% of them are actually down year over year. So the the big, um, just to get a little more granular, the big culprits as far as things that have gone up a lot over the last year, used car prices are up 45% year over year. Gasoline is up 45% year over year. Fuel oils, which are, you know, jet fuel and other things, are up 44%. And then other motor fuels are are up 32%. So uh, there's a couple of things that are down, which are important. Telephone hardware, (laughs) calculators, computer stuff, that's down 17%. But the big headliners that are largely responsible for this big increase in year-over-year consumer price index inflation are used cars, gasoline, fuel and uh, other motor fuels. Interesting to see what's up and also what's down. Um, I'm kind of surprised that some of the some of those technology pieces have actually decreased a little bit. Yeah, and the, and falling prices in technology, you look at that over the last 10 or 20 years, that has dramatically decreased the overall inflation rate because it's also something we spend a, a lot of money on. So the real big question regarding The inflation number we just saw, especially as it relates to what the Federal Reserve might do, is are these price increases permanent or temporary? Are they sticky or are they flexible? And it just so happens that the Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank puts out an index. They identify which of those 153 components are more likely to be sticky. In other words, when they go up, they stay up or which ones are flexible. When they go up, that's because of supply and demand, and when supply becomes greater than demand, well, the price comes right back down. So this report out of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta was pretty darn interesting. Car and truck rental prices are up 87% year over year. Well, that's largely because 
there's a severe used car shortage right now. Remember, right when, when COVID started, all the rental car companies, they dumped their inventories, their fleets, because they were thinking, well, this thing could go on for a long time and we don't want to have all these cars sitting around. Well, all of a sudden, vaccines came along and they're sitting there going, wow, we don't have any, any cars to rent out to people and demand is coming back up. And then this chip shortage, which is still, that was supposed to be solved at the end of the third quarter. Now they're talking about another six to nine months. So new cars are few and far between. And so not only are rental car prices up 87%, but used car and truck prices are up 45% year over year. But the expectation is that that is very much supply and demand driven. So those are not going to be sticky increases. As soon as supply comes back onto the market, prices are expected to shrink significantly back to close to where they were. Uh, Motor vehicle insurance. A lot of companies last year, since people were driving a lot less in COVID, they were cutting their prices or sending rebates back to people. Well, those are all being reversed. So motor vehicle insurance is up 11.3% year over year, but that's not going to go up 11.3% every year as far as the eye can see. Public transportation, including airfare, well, that's up 17% year over year. Well, I don't know how much you were flying, Walter, a year ago, but I wasn't flying anywhere, and most Americans weren't either. So the fact that airfares are up 17% from last year, in my view, that doesn't have anything to do with future increases. And then gasoline, well, that's up 45% year over year. So OPEC, there's been a lot in the news over the last three or four months about OPEC trying to keep their production down. U.S. shale producers have stopped pumping a lot out of their wells because the price of oil got so low. Well, now the price of oil has come up a lot year over year and demand worldwide is pretty heavy. So that is very much driven by supply and demand. If OPEC decides to open up the floodgates, so to speak, of their production, which they could do anytime they wanted, then supply is going to meet demand and price is going to come back down. So all of those things I just mentioned, based on my opinion, but also based on the Atlanta Fed's historical analysis, says that those are all highly flexible. They're highly sensitive to supply and demand, and they're very unlikely to be sticky or permanent. They're very likely to be flexible or temporary. And so what all of that tells me is that the headline numbers that we see for inflation, which is getting a lot of buzz on financial TV these days, those price increases are much more likely to be flexible or temporary instead of sticky. Consequently, I think we are teed up over the next 12 months to see similarly shocking decreases in the consumer price index. And consequently, my hope is the Fed ends up being right. They don't need to rush in, raise interest rates anytime soon, and we will get back to somewhat more normal expectations of inflation. Helpful to be able to put all that into perspective, David, but what actionable items can we then do with all that info? I mean, you know, with this question of is inflation transitory or is it here to stay? 
What do we do with the info and in, in sort of your analysis there? I can tell you what I'm doing with it, uh, because this is what I this is what I do every day. And our listeners, they might take a little bit more casual approach to it, but hopefully, someone in your financial life is is watching this. What I'm doing is looking at that data on a month to month basis, because it only comes out once a month. You got anecdotal information when you go to the gas pump or the or the grocery store. I'm not buying a new car or a used car in the next 12 months, so that doesn't affect me. But I think we need to keep track of this month to month. What we really want to see is some sort of slowing down of the things that have been going up in price so much, uh, those flexible items, not the sticky ones. And as we see those, we should have more confidence that the Fed is on the right track with keeping rates pretty low. There's a lot of room for them to raise rates without causing a major disruption in the stock market. Stocks tend to perform pretty well with moderate inflation. Very few things perform really well with significant levels of inflation. So what I'm looking at is what happens to these, especially these these items uh, that have caused the outsized inflation numbers over the last three, four, five months. What is happening to those on a month-to-month basis going forward? And does that give me confidence uh, that this inflation truly is temporary, truly is transitory, and not something where we are on a really bad road uh, like we were in the United States in the 1970s? If that ends up being the case, that gives me confidence that the Fed is, is more correct than not. And to me, that means that the bull market we have in stocks continues to be intact. And it's a pretty good environment to have at least your normal allocation into the stock market. Retired or not, uh, it's a pretty good environment. Not bad at all. Yeah, it's interesting to uh, look at all the, I mean, it's the big deal, right? Like, as inflation gets out of whack or, or goes crazy, it's going to cause a cascading uh, of consequences. Um, and it'll be interesting to see all of that play out. But sounds like you're not quite ready to raise the alarm bells and say that this is this is permanent and uh, something to be heavily worried about if I'm a retiree or approaching retirement quite yet. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. I think it is. Uh, it's going to end up being transitory. I think it's going to end up being a lot of super good headlines for people that are selling commercials on TV. But I don't think it's going to turn into something like we saw in the 70s, which really did cause people on fixed incomes to have a lot of pain, a lot of financial pain. Nobody wants that. And certainly, least of all, the Federal Reserve wants that, doesn't want that. So if that were the case, that would be a problem for people on fixed incomes. So security isn't going to keep up. Pensions, most pensions aren't indexed to inflation. So inflation would be a big thing if we dropped back into a spot like we were in the 70s. That's not where I think we're going. Great points all around, David. And if you have any questions about something that we've talked about on today's show, please reach out to David Dickens with those questions. He can talk to you a little bit about it, uh, have you come in for a complete planning review, if that's appropriate for you as well. Get a review of your financial situation and how to best prepare for your retirement. 913-317-1414 is the number to call. 913-317-1414. Or you can go online to coveryourassetskc.com. 
That's CoverYourAssetsKC.com. Lots of great information on the site for you. Past episodes, read the blog, lots of good stuff there. CoverYourAssetsKC.com. And we'll put the contact information to get in touch with David in the description of today's show so it's easy for you to find. David, thanks for breaking all this down for us on the show today, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again next week. Sounds good to me. Thank you, Walter. All right. That's David Dickens. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time right back here on Cover Your Assets KC. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and KC Financial Advisors are independent of each other.